How's your Easter going? Good, good. Hey, we got kids in here. How'd that happen? Um, clap. If you're a kid, clap. If you're a little kid, clap. Like you're under the age of 16. That tells me how long to make my sermon. <laughs> you know what, though? It is kind of it is kind of cool. Like normally on, on normal Sundays, all the kids are back there. But like it is a little more like heaven when kids are worshiping and adults are like everybody in one room together. Just, well, oh, it's, it's gorgeous, man. I mean, it's gorgeous for, for a week. <laughs> By the way, if I have not met y'all, my name is Tommy Jones. I'm the pastor of this particular establishment, and I am happy to be here today. This is it. This is Easter. Like what we really do, we spend a lot of time arguing about a lot of stuff that doesn't really matter. But on this thing, we must all agree, Christ has risen. Amen. Like Christ has risen. And, and, and I think sometimes we get a little confused about this. He wasn't resuscitated. They didn't put shockers on. Boo, boo, boo. You know, he's, they didn't do any of that. He was dead in a grave for three days. And after three days, he arose from the grave and walked around and was like, guess what? I'm back. He has risen. Like this, this is why we celebrate. This is why we exist. This is why the church has power today. He was dead and he came back to life. And I don't just believe this because the Bible tells me so. I believe it because I have experienced a risen Savior. I don't just believe it because someone 2,000 years ago wrote a story. I believe it because I know him. And I believe it because these 11 guys, there was 11 guys who, well, 12 guys, one of them kind of, kind of fell off at the end a little bit. But there was 11 guys and they followed Jesus around for three years, and they got to know him. And, and, and maybe some of you know the story. If not, you're about to hear a super paraphrased version right now. That they, When Jesus got arrested, the Romans came, and the religious leaders were arresting him because he was causing problems. He was causing problems walking around telling people he was the son of God. Some people didn't like that. And so the guards came to arrest him, and when they did, all these 11 guys who had seen him do miracles, who had heard his stories, who had watched him feed, you know, 1,000, 5,000 Captain D's meal deals out of one little fish, they saw these things. But when Christ was arrested, all ran and hid. They were scared. They were scared to death. Peter, the guy who said, Jesus, I'll follow you anywhere. I'll do anything for you. Peter denied him three times. He's like, I don't know him. I, I, don't, I don't know him. Three times. Peter denied knowing Jesus. And then these men, they ran into hiding because they were, and they should have been scared. Their hero, their leader was hanging on a cross, dying. And in that moment, they're watching him and, and he's dying and their hopes are dying and their dreams are dying and everything they believed was possible is dying right there on that cross. And in that moment, something died in those men. Their peace and their joy and their faith died with Christ on that cross that day. And then a short time later, and this isn't just in the Bible, like this, this a short time later, Peter, the guy who denied him three times, he, he comes back to Jerusalem, to the city where Christ was crucified. They crucified Christ right outside of Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, they hated the followers of Christ. They hated in Jerusalem, they were persecuting. They were going to kill the followers. And Peter walks out into the street. And so, like, this is where my, so if y'all don't know me, this is sort of what I do. You'll get to know me. I imagine what it might be like in my mind. And then I share that with you. And then you should go read the story. Because my mind and what actually happened aren't always exactly the same, but they're close. 
So this is how I imagine it. Peter walked out, went to the DJ booth, grabbed a microphone, <laughs> tested a few times because microphone technology was new. And so he got prepared to talk and he was like, um, hello everyone, this is Peter. You guys may remember because a little girl asked me, so that was a low point. Um, <laughs> you may remember me as the guy who cut off the soldier's ear. By the way, I'm super sorry about that. <laughs> Jesus fixed it. Get over it. Um, you may remember me as the guy who ran. You may remember me as the guy who hid. You, you may remember me as, as the guy who panicked, as the guy with the bad. You may remember all these things. And let me tell you something. I was scared. I was super scared because you killed him, and I, and I thought you were going to kill me. But... I got to tell you something, guys, something's changed. Like something's changed. You know, just a few days ago I was hiding and I was scared, but something's changed because he's alive. He's alive. And, and yeah, a lot of things died that day on the cross, but something has died now. What's died is my fear. My fear is that that old man is dead. Now I'm a brand new man and I've got a brand new message. And Peter walked into the streets of Jerusalem with people prepared to kill him. And this is what he said in Acts chapter 2. He said, fellow Israelites, listen to this. Anytime someone, y'all know country, but any, listen to this. Anytime someone starts with that, it's going to be good. He said, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of the other wicked people, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. And then a, a picture Peter probably paused. And then he said, but God raised him from the dead freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Peter said, he's alive. Peter's like, y'all remember Jesus? You remember him, right? He walked around and he did the miracles. You remember, you remember Jesus? And Peter was like, well, you, you remember him because you tortured him. And you remembered him because you put that crown of thorns on his head. You remember Jesus. You remember him. You spit on him. You remembered him. You mocked him. You remembered you played dice for his clothes. You remember him. Then you remember you put him on the cross and you jammed that spear into his side. And then you buried him. Well, guess what? You buried him, but he's alive. Peter said, remember that. He's back. And Peter said, this changes everything. The old is done. And in, this may be my favorite verse in the entire Bible, which I'm about to read y'all right now. I say that a lot, I know. But this one I mean. I guess somebody in the crowd was like, hey, Peter, how do you know he's alive? Did you hear about it at your Easter service? You know, hey, hey, hey. And, this is what, and this is what Peter says in verse 32. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are witnesses to him. Not I heard about it, not I read about it. I seen him. That's East End. I want to make sure everyone's comfortable. I seen him, right? I have seen him. He was alive. Then you killed him. Then you buried him. He's alive again, and we seen him. This is the most simple gospel Peter had ever shared with the world. He is back, and we are witnesses to it. We know him. Peter's like, dude, I've eaten with him. I've eaten with him. I've fished with him. Alive. He's back. I've talked to him. I've walked with him. He is back, and I have seen him. And the people were like, what should we do? We want some of what you got because there's something crazy about you, Peter. And he was like, this is what you do. You repent. 
You died of that old life. You received the new life. You placed your faith in Jesus Christ. You received the Holy Spirit and you were changed. Peter said, guys, I, I hadn't just met him. I am empowered by him. I have received the Holy Spirit in the same new that I have as a new that's available to you. It's available to all of you. Peter was changed and so were thousands of others. Brand new. Peter didn't have a Band-Aid on a wound. Jesus didn't come back to fix you. He came back to make you brand new. Brand new is the offer today. Don't y'all like brand new? Come on. I know, you, I know some of you like brand new. Some of you got on new clothes today, right? This is a brand new shirt. I like this shirt. I feel good about this shirt. It's brand new. It's pretty good. It's a brand new shirt. Got it from the 60% off rack at Banana Republic. They better watch me. This side of the building over here, that's brand new. Y'all remember when that wasn't here not too long? That's brand new. That's good, right? We like brand new. That's a whole brand new part of the building. This, this screen right here is so new it shocks me. So this screen right here, that's a brand new screen, right? Y'all remember it used to be that screen over there. Now it's this screen. It's brand new. Y'all ever had a new car? Ever sat in a new car? Ever gone to the place and pretended like you were going to buy a new car just so you could sit in a new car? <laughs> me neither. What's so cool about a new car? What's one word? Smell. Oh, that new car smell. Don't you love it? Brand new. We all love brand new. Brand new is good. Brand new. But there's a problem with brand new. If we don't take care of our brand new stuff, our brand new stuff slowly becomes like our old stuff, doesn't it? If you get something brand new and you don't appreciate it and you don't take care of it and you don't treat it like you should, then brand new becomes old pretty quick. This shirt is brand new. But in about three weeks, I will spill a, uh, you know, like a, an icy or a frosty or something on it or some cake or ding dong, something, <laughs> possibly some cabbage or whatever Christy makes me. <laughs> but something will get spilled on it because that's what I do. And this shirt won't be brand new anymore. That side of the room is brand new and we love it. But if we don't take care of it, that old, the, the new space will look like an old space, right? So I'm so thankful that we have some ladies, many of them are in the house today, who've worked all weekend to clean this place so that we can walk into something that feels brand new, yes. But if we don't appreciate what we have and we don't take care of it, new space will look like old space. That screen's brand new, right? But a brand new screen, if we don't appreciate it or care before long, we won't even notice it. That new car smell, how long that last? Last till you write the first check. My friend Rachel, y'all know Rachel Jones, she's, she's the worship pastor here. She had a new car. And one day she came to work and she said, man, my car stinks. She likes that I'm telling this story, by the way. And I did what anybody does when someone tells you something stinks. I ran outside to smell it because that's what we do, right? And I got in there and found a milk carton that one of her kids had crammed under a seat somewhere. And it had been there for about a week and a half or two weeks. And the new car smell was gone. Right? The brand new was over. Amen. That's funny. Brand new. Brand new only stays brand new if you keep it brand new. Right? If we don't take care of the things we got, if we don't appreciate them, brand new wears off. I want you to hear this, guys. You are a new creation. Listen to what they said in 2 Corinthians this is the way it's put, and I think this is one we should all memorize. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. 
You have a new life, like a new life. The old one can be done. You can receive a new life today, but if you don't take care of the new life you have been given, your new life will start to look a lot like your old life. If you don't take care of this new life, if you don't treasure this new life, if you don't believe this is sacred, if you don't stay close to the source of the one who gives new life, your new life will look just like your old life. And one hour, one time a year, one day a week is not enough to maintain the new life we have been given. This is something precious and amazing and full of power. But if you treat it like it's not, then you will lose the power you were designed to have. This new, man, this new is real. And this new is special. And this new is sacred. But new life was never meant to be about one moment. In one place, at one time. The Easter story is not about a one-time thing. That's why in Matthew chapter 28, it says this. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Isn't that funny? They doubted a resurrected Savior. Jesus was like, If you don't believe me now, I've got nothing else for you. They doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority, I love that line, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you sometimes. Surely I am with you on Sundays. Surely I am with you on Sundays at 8.30 a.m., 10 a.m., and 11.30. Surely I am with you Easter Surely I'm with you Christmas too. Surely I'm with you always. Always. Guys, new life is not about a moment or about an instant or about one little thing on one day. It's your forever. New life with Christ was designed to be a forever experience. It's it's designed to, to give you new grace every day. It's not not something that that you receive once and you're done and you just, you know, no, new life is a recurring experience. And every day you have new problems and every day you get new grace and every day you experience a new world and every day you get new faith and every day you get new perspective and every day is a new opportunity to find something incredible about the God who created you. It's new, 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 new grace and new life all the time. Easter is not a day 2,000 years ago or a moment. Easter is your life. It's everything. You are Easter people. Like you're alive. Always. Christ said, man, I've given you new life. Now go. You know the best way for your new life to become like your old life? Don't use the new life you've been given. He said, go, man. Go and love people in the way that I have loved you. Go and serve people in the way that I have served you. Go and give in the way I have given you. Go and build for people what I have built for you. Show them me in you. Go and be with people and receive this new life that you have been given. And don't treat it like your old one. Treat it like you've been given something brand new. Let me tell you guys one of the best ways to nurture this new life, this, this, this Christ resurrected. Y'all know that, that one person who's had a car for 100,000 miles and it still has the new car smell? Like, because they keep it in their garage and you're not allowed to touch it or look at it. Like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, y'all remember that? Some of y'all are too young for that. That was a good movie, though. 
Like somebody has that car and it's still perfect after 100,000 miles. I want you to find someone who cares about your life as much as that person cares about that car. Like you find someone who loves Jesus with everything they've got and they love you too. And you surround yourself with people who care. And that community's not easy. You gotta fight for it. Y'all know this. You gotta fight for community. You fight for it and you be with people and you be around. Then you take this book, and I'll give you a hint of where it is, and not at this church, but at the other church down the road. Some of their people, they don't, their Bible is under a book that's under a book that's under a book, and there's actually a lamp on top of it and some dust. Now, none of y'all, I know that, but some other people. Start with book, blow the dust off of it, open it and read it. As if it's real, start with John. Start, start with John. Go home today and start to read the book of John. And then pray to God as if you believe he's real. Don't just come in and rely on someone else's prayers. Like you have the same access to God that I have. Use it. Like talk to him. He's real. And he's active and he's attractive. And he cares about you totally and completely. And he loves you fully even though he knows you fully. And you have access to this always always. You mean he was there on Friday night? Yeah. Was he there on Tuesday? Yeah. What about Saturday morning at 1 a.m.? Yeah. He's there. He's there. And you know what he's always doing? Come here. Come here. I love you so much. I love you so much. Like, no, 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 no. You're not the one that outsend my love. No, no. Come on. Come on. I love you so much. I died on this cross for you. I knew what you would do. I knew where you'd be. I knew where you'd end up. I knew what you'd think. I knew what you felt. And I... Come home. Come home to me. Always the message of the Father. Come home. Come home. Maybe it's time to come home. Maybe you're looking for a home. If you don't find it here, man, for the love of God, find it somewhere. And I mean that, for the love of God, find it somewhere. You have been given new life. And it is different than the old life you had. Savor it. Nurture it. Believe it. And use it. The Father went through a great, great deal of trouble to set you free. But now you are free indeed. This is a brand new day. This is brand new life. Receive it because you are brand new people. If the Son has set you free, then you are free indeed. God, I thank you. I thank you for who you are.